O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today, I'm recording this on Thanksgiving Day, but the word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading from this past Sunday, which was the last Sunday of end times, Christ the King Sunday, from Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul wrote, For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. My dear friends in Christ, the Colossian Christians were tempted to try to blend their Christianity in with several fatalistic beliefs, and one of those beliefs concentrated on angels, and that belief was that angels controlled human destiny, and because they controlled human destiny, what you had to do is you had to pray to angels and seek their help as mediators with God. And well, then the other fatalistic belief that they, another fatalistic belief that they held to was a belief that a person needs to practice abstinence and self-punishment to escape the evil influences of this world, to, to work your way to heaven. These false beliefs, what they ended up actually doing is minimizing Christ's work and minimizing Christ's work and putting the emphasis other than Christ our King, who is the one who is all that we really need. That's why the Apostle Paul here told the Colossians, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. And now regarding those beliefs that I mentioned, God's angels are powerful creatures and, and we do depend on them. They do look out for us and God kind of dispatches them to us to watch over us and to take care of us. There's a bit of an upsurge in interest in angels over the last, oh, many years when you get right down to it, but it's futile to pray to angels. We pray to God. We pray to God and ask him to send his angels to watch over us and protect us, right? But we look to and pray to Jesus and not to angels. And concerning that practice of abstinence and self-punishment to try to take care of the punishment of sin that we deserve, well, we can't do that. That's kind of where Martin Luther was in his earlier years, where he felt like he had to do something to get rid of the sin in him to, in him to make him worthy before God, and, and that just didn't work. It didn't work for Luther, and it can't work for us either. We can't make ourselves worthy with God. Only Christ can do that. So, like the Colossian Christians, we need the Apostle Paul's reminder here in his letter where he tells us that Christ our King is all we need, and he's all that we need because Christ our King redeemed us. We couldn't do it ourselves but Jesus could do it and did do it.
for us. He redeemed us. Well, the Apostle Paul, he had encouraged the Colossian Christians to give thanks to God. He said, for God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. The dominion of darkness, that's talking about Satan's kingdom, the world of unbelief, being separated from God. And the fact of the matter of, the fact of the matter is, is all of us, we were conceived and born in sin by nature. That's how we started out. And we were in that dominion of darkness. And, well, we were stuck there and there was nothing that we ourselves could do about it. We were destined to eternal punishment in hell as we started out, where Isaiah says of the inhabitants of hell, their worm does not die, nor will their fire be quenched, and they will be loathsome to all mankind. Well, we couldn't do anything, but God did something. God graciously rescued us by sending his son to be Christ our King. To redeem us he lived and died for us and he and God sent the Holy Spirit working through the word per working through baptism to call us to faith and make us believing children of God and now instead of belonging to the dominion of darkness we're believing children of God we're heirs of heaven we belong to our Heavenly Father's believing family well Paul says in God's Son, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And our lives, they've been turned around and, well, just to think of that, and our lives have been turned around just like the life of that thief who was crucified next to Jesus. And now, well, both thieves at first, we heard about that in last week's Gospel reading, they both thieves were mocking Jesus at first, but then the Holy Spirit worked on that one thief's heart. At first he was mocking Jesus when he was crucified, but then the Holy Spirit came to him. But now just think of where that thief was. He was headed to his eternal destruction, to his eternal punishment, and there was nothing he could do about it, but God reached out to him. God rescued him, and Jesus did say to him, I tell you the truth today, you will be with me in paradise because Christ our King redeemed him. His life was turned around and because Christ our King has redeemed us, our lives have also been turned around. It's no less of a miracle than that of what happened to that thief. We who deserved eternal punishment, well, we're one day going to hear our Savior saying to us one day, today you'll be with me in paradise because Christ our King redeemed us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be our Savior, to be our King. Jesus did for us what we couldn't do. We can't earn our way to heaven, but Jesus, with his life, death, and resurrection, redeemed us and rescued us from the dominion of darkness. We are now so blessed because like the thief crucified with Jesus, we through faith can hear Christ our King 
who has redeemed us, say to us, you will be with me in paradise. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.